Hey, this is Derek Green from Sepultura. You're listening to The Underground. This is Christian from El Nino. This is Dino Cazares from The Fear Factory. Hey, this is Jerry Only. This is Jesse Leach from Kill Kitchen Gage. Hey, this is Richard Patrick from Filter. This is Sonny from the band P.O.D. This is Sully Erna from Godsmack. Welcome to the Underground, Australia's home of rap, metal, and alternative music. Daniel Winter Bates of Berry Tomorrow joins me and Ned on the Underground. Daniel, how are you, man? I'm all right, mate. I'm staying safe and living the dream of releasing a brand new record in this crazy mental time. But yeah, I'm all right. How are you? Yeah, I'm going really well, thank you. And we're going to jump into that new record in a second and the crazy time that we're living in. But first up, congratulations (laughs) on the album, Cannibal Man. It's a damn good one. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. Speak the truth, man. Now, before we delve too much into it, though, how you mentioned the crazy times. How has it affected you in this time with COVID? and whatnot i mean it's a weird time to be in a band and be in the music industry you know like we what we want to do when we joined or continue to be in a band all these years is play live shows and release records and you know there was a point in time in april where we had to push back the record where we were doing neither so it wasn't the best and it hasn't been the best and we'd still love to be able to play live shows but you know like i think there's a universal appreciation there that everyone's in the same boat so if it had been something that we've done then maybe i'd be a little bit well i definitely would be a little bit more kind of disenfranchised with it all but you know like it everyone's in the same boat everyone's trying to keep each other safe and and hopefully when we're all you know back together it'll be even better than it was prior to covid you know yeah, most definitely. And well, I guess on that topic, Daniel, and on a sort of a lighter hearted moment, have you sort of got amongst the hoarding of the toilet paper yourself? Have you been on lockdown? What have your sort of COVID restrictions been? <laughs> so I'm lucky. Well, I say I'm lucky. I work for healthcare here as well, and as well as being in a band full time. So like I work for the NHS, which is on National Health Service. And so for me, it's actually been quite a normal time in such an unusual time in that I'm allowed to go to work. I've had a job like I my job is actually well-being lead so I'm there to look after the staff and have those conversations psychologically with them and you know so actually it's been I've been okay because I've been able to have those conversations the people that have had their kind of worlds turned upside down so I think I, I really feel for you know whether they're shielding at home they're not able to go out or or their work's made them redundant or whatever that may be so for me it's been okay I mean the UK didn't have the best response to COVID if I'm honest politically it's been a bit of a terrible time for them making active decisions but you know what we're getting through it i'm just hoping that people remain to be sensible rather than thinking it's over because it's not you know oh yeah that's definitely the case here too like i'm closest to melbourne here and we've just had a, a second wave just pop through there which is kind of scary but the big reason i ask is cannibal is sort of based a lot around mental health and to let people know that you're not suffering alone and the mental health issues that are out there i think with covid it's really sort of highlighted these even more so so this is the exact album that we needed to hear if that makes any sense it makes perfect sense it's like a predictive album to be honest it's like we're we created a premonition when we wrote it but this was yeah. But, but yeah i mean you know like dude what this has done is just rust everyone into a mindset of asking that question if they're all right you know if they're dealing with it okay which is a, a fundamentally a good question to ask ourselves not 
amidst all the tragedy that's kind of gone on along with COVID, but it is a question that fundamentally we don't ask ourselves correctly or frequently enough. So that's a good thing, I think. There are good things that have come out of this period of time. I truly believe that things that we should probably sustain over this period of time, you know, or post this period of time. And we need to be looking after each other. We need to be connecting with people a little bit more. So it's strange that the album has that connotation, but I do think it does anyway. I think at any point in your life, you could feel disconnected and you know that's what makes it relatable it's just that so many people are feeling like that at the moment yeah 100 percent. and that's what i'm saying this is the exact album that we needed to hear you put it in a lot more understandable way than me it's you know you're sort of relating to the people (laughs) that feel disconnected but i like that man you guys pretty much jump into this one straight after recording black flame yeah yeah, pretty much, man. Like, we, we recorded it and we did the Black Flame tour, the first one that we did at the end of 2018. But we then, so we have, usually have, like, January, February off, and then we jump straight into, like, festivals from March kind of onwards. That's generally our year. And then we kind of tour from March, April, May, June, July, and we're usually now doing kind of festivals, especially over summer. So around kind of May time was where we, well, April time we started writing, which was only really a year and a bit over over the campaign. And then we knew we wanted to release another song prior to the second Black Flame tour, which was the end of last year. And so if we had to do that, we had to record in September or August, September time, which was quite a quick turnaround. But yeah, so we're always doing that, man. Like this is probably the longest, even though we haven't, we hadn't released the record, but the longest we haven't been writing for a new album actually over this time waiting for this album to come out so it's quite a weird concept that we actually haven't really started on the next one yet which usually we would have done (laughs) it's crazy too because even though it's such a quick sort of turnaround it's so consistent and and so good so how was the recording process for you personally with this one it was really good man like we we've got into a really good routine of like pre-production and getting together and ripping through songs and making sure that they're the best that they can possibly be and then kind of we get together and and then the tracking process is just kind of just getting it done you know and like Mm. yeah albeit apart from the things like mine and Jason's vocals we tend to kind of really push out that emotion especially with this record there was a lot of conversations about okay thinking less about kind of enunciation and diction and thinking more about emotion and how it feels on this record so that was a major difference on this one and lyrical content obviously thematics was different but you know differences as well I recorded on a handheld mic this time which was really nice because I wanted it to sound like a live album as well as being produced really well so that was kind of fun and different that's awesome um, but yeah it was good man it was it was a cathartic emotional but awesome period of time Ah, that is awesome right there. And I didn't know that about the handheld mic. Really cool. And can you let us know about the album artwork and what that sort of represents, Daniel? Yeah, so we we went with Adam Burke and we knew we were going to go with the guy because he was just a phenomenal human being. (laughs) He did the album artwork for an autopsy and he also did the Ends brand new artwork, which again is kind of critically acclaimed for artwork at this moment in time, which was nice to see actually, because we already had gone with Adam by the time we we, uh, we were doing that. (laughs) But what we wanted to do was we wanted someone that was going to put their kind of artistic flair on it but would also listen to us, if that makes sense, because it was such a poignant topic and such an emotional kind of response that we were going to need. It was really, really important that we had someone that would kind of listen to the brief, you know? And 
so with Adam, we, we did an amazing thing where he basically just asked for what the album was about. He was like, what's the album about? Show me the lyrics. Tell me, I want to feel it. And then from there, he, he drew a stick drawing, which is really funny. So he sent this picture, which was kind of like a really, really rough outline of a skull and just said, this is what I'm thinking. <laughs> we were all a bit like, okay. I mean, we've seen what your end outcome is, bro, but like, okay, like, you carry on and then the next thing he did was the album artwork like literally sent it through and it was perfect we made no changes to it whatsoever there isn't even a speck difference on the album Um, which just shows that his process of understanding the album whether he connected with this album a little bit more I don't know like but he connected with it he did something that visually represented exactly what I wanted out of the album so phenomenal really and a testament to him and his ability to kind of immerse himself in what the album's about as well yeah it's fantastic man like you look at that picture and it just sort of screams the content so you couldn't have got a better job done and man just switching things up I know we're talking about COVID earlier have you had any word on when World touring might get happening again i've read february 2021 <laughs> i suppose it's all still up in the air here say yeah man like at the end of the day we're thinking sensibly that it's probably 2021 if i'm honest which sucks because we want people to listen to the record we want people to scream it back at us we want to do all the good things that you get from being in a band but realistically our thing's going to change we're in also a weird pot because it sounds like i'm bigging us up but we're a fairly big band we're a fairly sizable band so our venue sizes are something that come into play so whether we decide which would be no problem to us because I just want to play shows but whether we decide that we go more towards a kind of DIY smaller venue tour or stuff like that I mean we'd be up for it but I know for a lot of bands it's a, it's a difficult thing to do they want to maintain a high level of production for their bands and, and I respect that you know I, I can appreciate that we've got to a stage where we want to you know our album stand the best it possibly could and the best possible venue it could play for the most amount of people but realistically we've just got the music industry is going to have to fundamentally think about things differently over this time I would be lying to say that I don't think it's going to be 2021 that we play our first live shows which sucks but it is what it is yeah, I, I hear what you're saying there, and I agree. I think a lot of more bands need to look at things the way you do there. I think that might just be a thing of the future. If you want to play live, it's going to have to be to smaller shows for the short term anyway, man. But your latest lyric video, God's Machines, that's out now. That's a great one, man. Is there any more to come on the video front? So, yeah, I mean, we're planning to do probably another video off this album. We were desperate to just make sure people were feeling like they've had enough content. We probably did an overkill with releasing five songs before an 11-track album, but <laughs> we knew that people wanted to. We, we could not let, when, especially when we did the, you know, we pushed the record, like we couldn't let people go for another two, three months without another song. So we released a couple. We've got some great videos, some of the best videos of our career. You know, The Greys, Better Below and Cannibal are some of my favorite videos we've ever done. So I'm sure there's a mission to look at a really high-budget new video. We have actually a load of fans submitted a load of footage of them singing along to Gods and Machines, so hopefully we can do something with that as well in the future. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun right there. But that's the thing, man. You're consistent across the board there. You could release 11 songs as videos there off that 11-truck album. But switching things up to you personally, before we run out of time here, man, we don't have long left. I want to know who your biggest influences are. So I think, like, as far as bands go, like, as a front man, I would probably look at people like Corey Taylor and and maybe Parkway from a huge band perspective and (laughs) generally just really nice dudes (laughs) and I just want to be that I just want to be a guy that just floats along in music 
being in music because I like music and generally Parkways kind of embody that with everything they do so that I like that you know I, I respect it they're not trying to be rock stars they're just kind of doing them and I think for me as well like I lyrically take a lot of influence from La Dispute from the kind of poetic lyrical content that comes out of that band is phenomenal Maynard from Tool and A Perfect Circle I take a lot of influence from lyrically because he just conjures these amazing kind of metaphors in his brain so those kind of people but then actually to be honest the most influence I have are from stories from our bands if I'm honest with you so when I hear them and I, I speak to them they're the people that influence the next record more than anyone else Oh, hell yeah. I love that right there, man. And one last one. I want to grab a recommendation from you. Maybe something that you've checked out on Netflix or something like that while you've been, you know, I suppose you said you haven't been in lockdown, but just some sort of recommendation from you. It can be a band, it can be a movie, it can be anything. So I watched, and weirdly, because it was a bit of an odd one, I watched that new Dracula Netflix series and I thought that was really really good and I've got a bit of a weird fascination with vampires weirdly um, and you'll probably be appalled by this Queen of the Damned is one of my favourite movies so and for me it's like a it's a really great take on a Bram Stoker's world and Nosferatu and all that kind of stuff so I really enjoyed that I'd recommend that film. it's got jumpy horrible moments and I really enjoyed it a lot it had a bit of tongue in cheek old school Dracula vibe to it as well which was kind of nice Oh, nice, man. I like that. I have heard good things about it, but haven't seen it. And I'd very much recommend this brand new album of yours. It's called Cannibal, Berry Tomorrow. Be sure to check them out. Pick it up digitally or at their web store as well, where you can grab some sweet merch. That's empiricon.com slash berry tomorrow. Hit them up on Facebook, facebook.com slash berry tomorrow. Their website, berry-tomorrow.com. Links to all of their socials on there. Thanks so much for joining us, Daniel. Really appreciate it. Thank you, buddy. Thank you very much. This has been another presentation from the Grey Wolf Entertainment Network. GreyWolfEntertainment.net.